guys, I have some some bad news. And uh, I'm taking 2024 off. I will not be doing the podcast. So this is going to be you guys. In, uh, the Chris and Glenn is. show. Chris what? and Glenn show. Yeah, I know. Sorry. You're lying. Psych. Right? Use this as, a, uh, as an <laughs> intro. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you guys. If anyone's going to flake yeah. out first, it's going to be you. Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining us for the PebCAC podcast. Weekly Information Security Show featuring some all-around good people. It is week 48 of 2023. I'm Chris Lewin and recovered nicely from our Thanksgiving dinner. No kitchens were harmed in the making of this delicious meal. With me, I have my co-host, the Cloud God, who had to make the difficult decision between saving his waistline or saving his wallet. Spoiler, I decided not to save either one. And this is how I roll. And I have some Black Friday. So at the time of this recording, we're actually releasing this on Cyber Monday. So we'll see if any good deals this this time around Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Yeah. You know what's going to be funny is the next episode, you're like, so remember last week I told you everything was fine at Thanksgiving? Well, terrible things happened. House burned down. <laughs> no, hell no, man. You, are you, are you going to be in... Oh my gosh. Will you be in the new house by the time... Uh, Thanksgiving rolls around? No. No, we're starting to move things one carload at a time, but we're not we won't have everything over there by the time Thanksgiving Christmas, hopefully though. So there's this uh crazy thing. Um I'm sure they have it there. Uh, we call them movers. They they bring over a really large truck and they they just take all the stuff that's in your old house and they just move it into your new house. Have you heard of such a thing? We did we've had horrible experiences with movers personally and anecdotally through people we know there's nobody that i know that has found good movers at least in this area i'm about to plug in old garcia movers from arizona these guys they were rad i see him bouncing around the road every once in a while but yeah they, they move my entire like they not only did they move it but they like boxed up everything furniture it was amazing probably the best 500 bucks they had ever spent yeah, and that's Arizona price. I, I bet that same service here would be fifteen hundred, two thousand easily. Probably. I just remember fighting with my wife. I'm like, "Hey, look, it's the the moving people." She's like, "We use two men in a truck." I'm like, "No, like that's an actual the name yeah, of the company." The company. Yeah. Like, no, we use Garcia Movers, and she's like, "No, we did it." And then I went and found the actual invoice. Like for all the things I don't actually keep, for some reason in like the drawer, like I just had like a crumbled up receipt from Garcia movers. But I was like, ha, in your face. Any, any chance I can get with being right, it's always a good day. And it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. You and me both have the need to always prove ourselves right. And we still do not have Glenn Medina. He is too busy, but he said he'll try and join sometime midway on the podcast. Let's see if he actually shows up today or not. What's the over-under on him? Is it story one, two, three, intro, just here for the dad joke? What do you think? I think if he joins at all, he'll join midway through story two. I'm going to say story three, but I'm on the same page as you, if he even shows up at all. <laughs> Glenn, get Life better. of a startup, right? <laughs> just always busy, even on the holidays, yep. as they get closer and closer. It's true. No guests this week for our last full episode of 2023. As a reminder, this will be our last episode before we go on break for the month of December. We will be releasing two bonus episodes in December, so be sure to stay 
subscribed. I, if we get things timed rightly, I'll probably be the second week and probably the last week of December. That's what I'm targeting. Also depends when we Will can... Will they be drinking episodes, though? That's the real oh. question. That's a good point. All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, I had to really, uh, you know, beg you for you that one. to sell me on that one, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? How about we drink and eat McRibs? You're like, okay. You don't have to tempt me with a good time. Did, did you actually order the McRib yet? Not yet. Yet being the keyword. I will, but not yet. It's the Why, McRib what are you waiting, buddy? Finally made it to my area. Who knows how long it'll be here, so I better get it soon. How many are you going to order? At least six. Clearly. Holy crap. All at once? <laughs> well, Or to six during the duration of its availability? Well, you never know when it's got to go. So I'll probably order six. But then, you know, it's one for me. It's one for the wife, the kids. So it's not that many. Does that classify as child abuse? <laughs> and when did you get two more kids? Yeah, I thought you guys were a family of four. Uh, two You're for me. Two of them, aren't you? Two for my yeah. wife. <laughs> two for the kids. Whatever. It's four for you, and then the rest will be distributed amongst your wife and, and children. About to fight it out. Exactly. Yeah. Well, if we don't get to send you the message, Merry Early Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, whatever you celebrate. Combined, we have decades of information security experience, and are here not just to educate, but to entertain. We've got four awesome stories for this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This week, we're going to talk about much-needed help for SIM swapping attacks, a Spider-Man pointing-at-each-other meme story. For our third topic, a profoundly horrible idea, bridging Apple and Android devices, and we'll close with what's new at Microsoft. For our first topic, much overdue regulations are coming to prevent SIM swapping attacks here in the U.S. The U.S. FCC, our Federal Communications Commission, is issuing new regulations to require mobile phone carriers to perform more due diligence before moving someone's phone number to a new SIM card or phone. Over the last few years, the number of scams involving swim swapping attacks has skyrocketed. The most common type of SIM swapping scam steals a victim's phone number to receive the two-factor authentication code, often sent as an SMS text message, to do things like password resets on Gmail accounts, log into banking applications, or cryptocurrency exchanges. One victim reported over 12 million dollars in losses due to a sim swap attack when attackers got a hold of the two-factor code for his online bitcoin wallet can he make that like a like a tax write-off like yeah i had like 12 million dollars guys and uh i just want to offset what i owe this year i think you can write that off in losses but if it's anything related to capital losses you can only write off three thousand per year and the rest of it just carries over Oh, so he's set for the rest of his right, life. Set for the saying. rest of his life, exactly. <laughs> I think I I actually knew that. I think I felt I I fell victim to that last year. Not that I had a sim swap attack, but it was the the losses greater than three grand. I wasn't able to take. I had to carry it forward. Yeah, it was carry that million dollar loss for the rest of your life, Brian. Can you imagine being smart enough to, have, to, to just to be able to achieve the possibility of losing twelve million dollars? Dumb enough. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, as well. you know, yeah. you know that saying, a fool and his money. But yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, specifically for this one and some of the crypto ones, 
our advice we've always given this on the podcast never ever never 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 store that much bitcoin in an online hot wallet always put into a hardware wallet that's just like you said to be smart enough to have that much money and to not have it stored in a hardware wallet or even through you know multiple uh, exchanges that's yeah that that's not so smart well the hardware wallet's not even that secure anymore not as much as i was i led to or was led to believe like someone just can just start plugging in 24 random words eventually going to have success yeah well so you can spread it out too i mean i'm going to get a led another ledger for nano and just plug in a bunch of random things there see if i ever get lucky if you have 12 million dollars you should just buy 12 ledgers and put 1 million on each one true there you go diversification the D- diversify baby the FCC hopes that they are going to be, be able to set baseline requirements to establish a uniform framework across the mobile wireless industry. So all the mobile carriers here in the U.S. would have to adhere to it. Um, they want to do things like really, really, to me, at least to me, really common sense things. Like you should alert a user before porting out their number to a new SIM card or phone. Like that's easy. If it's legitimate, send me a message that says, you're about to port your number. Press one to accept. Press two to decline. Like something as simple as that. But right now, there's. I think they already do that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just, my wife had you know got a new phone and it was like literally just setting it all up and it was just like the old phone got received a message from our cell phone carrier because I'm practicing great opsec right now. <laughs> I don't think it actually approved. It was more of a notification. It was like, hey, your number is on a new phone. Deuces, baby. Yeah, at least there was some type of notification there. That's a first step, but actually requiring the user to have interaction because what attackers have done, they bribed store managers, they've stolen their iPads to perform SIM swap attacks, there's just malicious insiders, there's people sending remote access Trojans to customer support people that that can do it. There's all kinds of ways to do it uh, from the inside, but having that customer interaction i think is so important to say yes i really want this to happen so when i worked at at and uh the the sim cards used to actually come on a like a credit card it looked like a credit card and it had like a barcode on there and the then smart card on it and, yeah yeah and then the little sim card would pop out and we got into so much trouble because we had stacks of sim cards i just like call them bands right and it was like right around in that movie with uh was the guy from the not american pie american something jason biggs no the, i'm thinking he's the pedophile guy the pedophile guy. well american beauty american beauty oh kevin spacey kevin spacey he was in a movie where there was some sort of card tricks or maybe i don't know counting cards 21 or like that 21 thank you yes and uh anyways i i got really hell-bent on like flicking cards right like yeah. tossing them but the thing is with these sim cards like the the, the entire thing itself it, it it's like thick it's like a it's like a credit card like i mean like you can we we're cutting people to be honest with you like we we're throwing <laughs> them so hard that it would cut people it would stick in the wall and uh there was this some sort of huge problem because then we would just go outside and just start chucking them just to see how far we could throw them like hundreds of them right and then found out like there was like this whole like, hey, what happened to all the SIM cards at the like store? 20 bucks like, a piece. 25 at the time. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I 
I don't know. That's so weird. Yeah, twenty five dollars. Someone came in and say. just walked out with him. I I didn't want to stop him. <laughs> yeah. So I I guess my point here is now they have eSIMs, and I think it's because I was hurling them at sixty miles an hour at the wall because you can't do that with the an electronic sim. You could do it with an iPhone though. Yeah. Right. It's one of those things like the uh, the Bible is very, very accurate, especially if it's thrown at a close distance. <laughs> I think the reason they switched to eSIM was because the iPhone, and probably true of all their mobile phones, they couldn't cram any more electronics in. They had to get rid of the SIM card tray just so they can just cram more storage, more memory, more chips, more batteries. That you, That's legacy. You don't need a physical SIM card anymore. Yeah. Do you know anyone personally that's been the victim of a SIM swap attack? No, sir, I don't. I'm sure you do because your family's so big and extensive <laughs> and, and pretty much dumb. So go on. No, 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 no one that I personally know, which is interesting that how widespread this problem is, but I don't know anybody firsthand that's ever gotten SIM swapped. I mean, I think it has to be somewhat targeted too. It's people that brag online that they have a lot of cryptocurrencies. So I think a lot of people I know practice pretty decent OPSEC, so they're not targeted with that. Oh, man, my wife was, she wasn't pissed. Like, she was just irritated because the, the password for my phone is like, it's like, it's big, right? That's what she said. Anyways, and she's like, you know, my password's, you know, uh, 7742. Why can't yours be easy? What are you trying to hide? I'm like, number one, you know what the password is. I tell it to you all the time. Like, I understand, like, why do you always forget it? And the two, I was like, do you know how much fun I would be made of at work if someone's, like, shoulder surfing and sees me punch in, you zero, know, zero, zero, one, zero. two, three, four. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, I can't do that. It's like, our job is to be secure. And uh, I do have to be a little bit thankful, like, for some things like Gmail and uh, maybe some of the social media stuff. It all prompts for multi-factor authentication nowadays and i don't think she ever enrolled i can't see her being like yeah this sounds like a great idea yeah it'll be on by default soon i think it's on by default for all new accounts and then they're going to start rolling that out to existing accounts and so eventually everybody's going to be multi-factored for phishing purposes yeah so are you uh are you blue check uh certified on on x yet no, I don't. I don't pay the eight bucks a month. I'm not important enough to warrant paying that eight bucks a month. If I ever get on there, I'm gonna do the one that's eleven dollars. I'm gonna monetize. <laughs> We're gonna get rich, Chris. <laughs> Gotta get those views. We'll drive those views. <laughs> well, anything to present prevent sim swapping attacks and raising the bar for attackers. That's a good thing. I am normally government stay out of my business, low regulation, but this one makes a lot of sense and I can definitely get behind this. Yeah, it's a step in the right direction, that's for sure. Yeah, although the free market would dictate that companies that require this, you would think consumers would be driven to that those types of companies, but at some point, it's like, no, we, we need uniform regulation across the entire mobile phone industry because a lot of people don't know about these risks and they, we just have to force the companies. They're not going to do it voluntarily. They've had their chance for 20 plus years and it's still a problem. You're hundred percent right. I, I think it's, it's normal for us, or at least we understand it because we just like kind of eat and breathe security, but to anyone normal, they're just like, man, you're just a, you're an effing nerd, Brian. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, no, no. You guys understand. Like, it's terrible, right? The, the robots are going to take over. They're like, yeah, I don't care. 
Like it just it's not even on their radar. They can care less. Yeah. Runs, oh, they, my Instagram account got stolen. Let's make a new one. Yeah. I'm like, you don't get it. Reminds me of the story. So Brian Krebs wrote a story in his blog that he says he he's choosing because he's he's a high profile guy, so he's gonna be the target to a lot for a lot of attacks. So he tried to social engineer himself several banks, and the one bank that did not give in and cave into a social engineering tech, that's the bank he banks with. And for obvious reasons, he doesn't say who it is, but that was something interesting that he has to think about that, you know, many people wouldn't think about is my local bank or my local credit union. Are they subject to social engineering? That's it was SVB. Was like, Damn it. <laughs> could be, could be the one, the one that actually got me. Yeah. Where is Krebs at? Is he, is he a California guy? Uh, he's back east somewhere. I think he's, I want to say he's Virginia. I will say, like, I, so I was in D.C., I think, last week. I don't remember anymore. And I stayed in Crystal City, which I don't even know what that is. I didn't do very much exploring because I've, I've already done the whole tourist stuff. Did it at night um, many, many years ago. And anytime I did go outside to, like, go walk around, either fighting dinner, you know, some place to, you know, grab a, a energy drink. It was like the Walking Dead. There was nothing there. At all. And I'm like, is everyone so like insanely robust? It's like, oh, eight o'clock, I got to turn in for bed because I have a government job, got to be up at four, got to punch the clock. Or like, I don't, I, d- I just didn't understand like why it was so desolate. Yeah. Depends on, definitely on the part of DC. They also probably didn't want to get murdered. Yeah. I don't think this area was one of them. <laughs> I, I will say that I went to, uh, there's like a, an LA Fitness and it was pretty cool. It was like a, $20 drop-in fee. It was not, not that big of a deal. And I went in there. It's this massive gym. I think it was two stories. And there were six people there, including myself. Yeah. Like, like, I was like, I didn't have to wait for a single machine. Yeah. It was just me and five other dudes getting our pump on. Yeah. All right. Speaking about getting your pump on for our second topic, <laughs> I probably had at least Eight people send this story to me wanting us to cover the podcast, and this will be our ransomware story of the week. The Alf V ransomware group has been active, and they attacked a software company called Meridian Link, stealing their data but not encrypting their files. After Meridian Link did not respond to Alf V's messages asking them to pay a ransom or their files would be released, they went ahead and filed a complaint with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC. <laughs> Let me go tell my mom. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is due to new regulations passed by the SEC requiring companies to disclose within four days of a material data breach. However, Alfie jumped the gun and filed the complaint too early since the new disclosure regulations do not take effect until December 15th. Oops. What Alvi does not understand is that laws and regulations move very slowly here in the U.S. Once this rule takes effect, is this going to be a new type of extortion scam in the future? Wait a second. So instead of Meridian Link telling their mom, the SEC, Alfie did it? Alfie did it, yeah. So Meridian Link was supposed to file <laughs> a report with the SEC had this regulation been in place. But Alfie's like, yeah, you're not paying us. We're going to get you in trouble with the regulators then. Did they get in trouble or not until December 15th, I think? I don't think anything will happen until December 15th. They'll probably get a talking to by the SEC, but the SEC can't find them because the regulation's not in place yet. And is, well, I guess there's two things. Number, what the heck does Meridian Link even do? I don't know. They're, they're a software company. That's as far as I got. 
Okay. And uh, to answer your question, will this be some sort of new extortion scam? I have no idea. Then we just sign, or is it just U.S. governments that they're not going to pay ransomware, or is it just as a whole the the U.S. economy? That's uh, the governments. It's, so there was like 400 mayors that signed on it, so cities, and then the U.S. as a federal government would would not pay, but individual private companies can do whatever they want. Gotcha. I I uh, when I, when you said cities, I was like, you know. I've dealt with a, a lot of cities in my day. It made me think, <laughs> like, sometimes I feel like if you are good at your job, if you're, like, on the customer side, I feel like there's a, a there's a ceiling if you want to remain technical of, like, how long you could actually be there before there's just so much red tape that you just, you feel like you're you're useless. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I, I, and I feel like those type of people usually become great sales engineers if they have a personality. Otherwise, I, I feel like it's just one of those things that just starts to eat at you internally and just can't do it. Pretty much. I, I When I was researching articles to talk about on the podcast today, I think I saw, it might have been the city of Long Beach, and they said, yeah, they got hit with ransomware and all the city services are shut down. But yeah, you take your pick of city right by me. Hayward got hit. Oakland got hit. I think San Francisco, at, yeah, the San Francisco MTA got hit. Just city after city just they just keep getting hit and i think as far as i know to their credit they haven't paid but their services have been down for quite some time i know oakland took like three months to recover oh geez so at what point do you think these ransomware gangs just say you know what screw it let's just move to california and uh raid the nike stores and just resell stuff on ebay it might be a little more profitable yeah when they get to the point where it's just not worth it to them if nobody pays dude i i don't even know how i came across it but so many so many videos. It's just like when when the smash and grab happens, I always kind of thought it was just like a singular dude just walking in, just taking some stuff and, and bouncing out. But they got like 15, 20 people just robbing the store and no one does anything about it. It's, it's organized. Yeah. There's one video in particular. I forgot who said to me, but basically one guy walks into a Home Depot with a giant crowbar because they keep the power tools locked up now. Uh-huh. So the guy comes in with a crowbar breaks the lock, opens the uh, gate, and then... Use the appropriate pronoun that is called the key to the city. The key to the city. <laughs> uh, the key <laughs> to the city was the uh, the shotgun. Or the, the no, no, it was on, in living color, I think, <laughs> back it. in the day. Yeah, he's like, I present you the key to the city. He's to like a homeless guy to give him a crowbar. Give him a crowbar, yeah. So they <laughs> use the key to the city. They break open the locked, locked container that has all the power tools and everyone comes in they take like two or three because you know the limit here in california is 900 so if it's under 900 they won't prosecute if you take four you're going to be over the 900 limit so everybody takes three just walks up takes three walks out and then that's that's what they do it's it's called organized retail theft that's the politically correct term that they use so let's say you're at home depot and you see these people come in are you just gonna step to the side and let them do their thing I'm not getting hurt for this merchant. I'll, I'll film it, but I won't get in their way and get hurt. <laughs> I, I Although, think it's a perfect opportunity just to like, can you imagine like they're so used to just people standing there recording that, you know, as they're running yeah, out, they I just care. T-bone yeah. them with like a, a shopping cart, just like just Close boom, line send them. them in the next week. Oh gosh, yeah. that'd be so much fun. You could probably do it. They'd be intimidated by you. I, I guarantee they would not be intimidated by me. Did I ever tell you that there was a time I was walking into Walmart and this dude, um, 
he comes running out of the store with a bicycle and uh, some some tools, like a toolbox. And uh, he jumps on the bike, but it's like in a super high gear. Um, so he he it's a bike that he stole. And he's yeah. he's going so fast, but he's just moving so slow. Like he didn't even understand like what's going on. <laughs> How gears and work, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the store manager like stop him, and I'm just like, just push him. He just fall falls off the bike. But. <laughs> All around good guy. There was a, in, you know, in California, you might be sued and you might be liable if you injure him. That's the downside to that. Yeah, good luck finding me, copper. Like that's not going to happen. Hey, look, catching me, copper. Yeah, see, never catch me. Nah. Yeah, um, yeah. Nah. Meet me out back. Yeah. My wife says that she hates when I talk like that. Like you can just hear. You know what? I'm not gonna. <laughs> I have an analogy for that one, but I'm gonna keep that one. Just she's like, don't ever do that again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. See, that, back there's. Yeah. Nah, look at that. There's Glenn. He just decided yeah. to show up. Glenn nah, finally decided to show up. Yeah. What's going on, gentlemen? Nah. You see, you need to make rib. Look at that. What's that on your face? <laughs> nah. Yeah. <laughs> um so we we had an over under that you would show up by i think story number two i think Chris yeah, i think i think I, I nailed it yeah midway through story two i think i nailed it what so you as, guys as you doubted me i didn't even did show up it? at all freaking did loser make it? yeah sorry guys my yeah. voice is very hoarse um sounds like i've been smoking a tailpipe been very sick trying to catch up and, and stay healthy here sorry <clears throat> you know it's all good. Are you Start recording on Audacity? Yeah, I'm on Audacity. So awesome. All right, so, we we're uh, talking about yeah, catch you up. The, the no, go ahead, Brian. I was in. I was just in. A, uh, you had said something that rang a bell. So you know the the smile you're on camera nonsense. Yeah. Okay, so I met with a customer and I, I was like, yeah, I was just at your store and I was like, you know doing self checkout. And I was like, I saw the thing. He's like, yeah, me on camera. It's like, smile, you're on camera. And they're like, yeah, that doesn't do anything. It's just, it's just a mirror it's image a of you. Yeah, like there's, <laughs> there's, it's not actually recording anything. It doesn't go anywhere. I'm like, you're kidding. He goes, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, they know. It, even if it's it doesn't do anything. It's not even recording, care. or is it just a? It's literally like imagine you have your cell phone on, and you're just staring at like your reflection. That's mm-hmm. all it's doing. It's not even on record, but it says oh. it's recording, but it's not. I don't know why they do that. Because like to record, even if you like record to a, a local SD card, it can't be that expensive. It, it has to be some kind of like privacy or regulation concern. Probably. All I know is I had to go to the airport and freaking is as expensive as clear is. I keep getting prompted for my damn identity, like my uh, driver's license. And I had to walk over there. And I'll tell you what, the, the facial recognition machine, like it is, it's like that, dude. Like, as soon as I get in frames, like, boom, got you, Brian Deach. Like, it just knows me. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, they've been scraping all that public information that you post on your Instagram and everywhere right. else. Yeah. Joke's on them. I'm into that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but to have they caught on to the, the middle finger, though, when you go through the, the scanner? No, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I haven't done that two, in one in a while. Two middle fingers, that's definitely Brian Deach. Up in the bird. All right, I had a idea, and you derailed my train of thought when all That's the roll, jokes came. That's why I got to write it down. It That's is it's true. It had something to do with organized retail theft, clothes lining people. Yeah, all right. That's two totally opposite. Justice. That's two totally opposite <laughs> topics right there. Can you imagine? Awesome. It's like 
I'm just clotheslining people, zip tying them like hogs. I'm like this is a citizen's arrest, and they're like, no one cares, man. Just let them go. <laughs> That'd be funny though. I'd, I'd pay to watch that. I'd pay to watch Brian just clotheslining people, hog tying them, and then he he wears a cape and a mask because if the police catch him, he's in trouble, not the thieves. That's I know, right? You hurt their feelings. But yeah, I totally would injure somebody. All right, Glenn's just in time to cover our third topic. This idea was so boneheaded, I was 100% sure it would fail, and guess what? It did. For years, Android users have envied their Apple counterparts for their ability to use iMessage. It's a seamless messaging application that's exclusive to Apple products, so Mac, iPad, iPhone, and Apple Watch. iMessage will not work on any non-Apple product, and Apple claims this is due to the T2 security hardware that they use. In a new segment we're going to call, What Were They Thinking? A company called Sunbird released an app for Android called iMessage Bridge, claiming it can act as a bridge between iMessage users to allow Android users to have the ability to use iMessage. However, just days after the app's release, it's been pulled from the Google Play Store after atrocious security concerns were discovered and raised with Google. The app lacked HTTPS for authentication, so your credentials are completely sent in the clear, and does not use any type of end-to-end encryption despite the company's claims that it does. It was found that Sunbird logged and retained all messages, vCards, documents, images, and videos. If that was not already bad enough, the retained user data could also be downloaded by others, FaceMeet, Palm, for sure. The reason for this is Sunbird used an app called Sentry, which is meant to log only air messages, but instead they abused it and used it to log the actual messages and files. Wow. I mean, should we be surprised that an application named after a Pontiac is absolute garbage? I don't think so. And then also... Uh, they're they're taking people's V cards. Wow, that's I haven't heard that since high school. <laughs> that's the the contact card. So when you send somebody a first message, it sends them your contact information. So you oh, know who's, no hymens who's are messaging you. In okay, uh, likely not, Brian. Can't say for the images and videos, but not different in the v, v card. Okay, v card. got it. Yeah, Glenn is on Glenn, mute. You're on mute. <laughs> it's always Glenn with his audio. It's <laughs> brilliant. So it shows up late, shows up with bad audio. Sorry, gents. So if you look under the covers under Sunbird, is the are the creators like China and North Korea? Did that get? So I, I'm not sure. So the, Sun. I think Sunbird is the developer, and they published the company under a company called Nothing. So I think Nothing like white labeled it, but Sunbird is the actual developer. I, I have, I didn't go too far down the rabbit hole just because I knew this was an idiot idea. I didn't need to know who, who wrote the app. Yeah. I, did, I had to just I mean, Google it real quick. There was a Pontiac Sunbird, by the way. Yeah, it was wrong. a terrible car. <laughs> My little brother had a convertible Pontiac Sunbird, and I think within hours of having the vehicle, he pulled into a jack-in-the-box at a high rate of speed, and he hit a handicapped parking sign but the sign was anchored into the earth apparently at the core that this was an unmovable object and so the <laughs> the, the the sunbird like here's the the you know three and a half foot whatever uh you know 
pillar of truth, right? And then the sunbird is just all the way up, like halfway stuck <laughs> to the transmission. Underneath it. <laughs> Total the car. And that was it. Wow. So, so like, you well, know, if it was rear wheel drive, he might have been able to get down, but front wheel drive, forget it if the front wheels are off the ground. Pontiac Sunbird comes after the car, the Pontiac Firebird. Remember the Firebird? Burt yeah. Reynolds. Yeah. That's a little, right? a little bit more fast. Yeah. I think Sunburst. my son wants a, he wants a Sunfire. Yeah. I would never buy a Sunbird. Buy him the app, then you can see I bought you a Sunfire. Ooh. So when you first started this whole like thing, I think we're going to be talking about the uh, Apple support for RCS. Did you hear about that? I did, but that th- there's a meme going on, on around that every few months, every few years, Apple says, yep, we're going to embrace RCS. Yep, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Fine. It's finally going to come, and we're all still waiting. Oh, okay. That was actually the first time I actually heard about it. So that's the, the rich communication service. So my father-in-law... Like he's got a an Android of some nature, and anytime he sends stuff, it's like it always comes in like a fraction of the size, and the the, the quality is horrible. And then vice versa, if we send it to him, like it has to be like an iCloud link or a G Drive. It conforms to the MMS standard, which the yeah. maximum MMS message is like one meg or something like that. Yeah, it's it's horse poopy. Yeah, I, I the pessimist in me says Apple is reluctant to embrace RCS because once they do they lose exclusivity and vendor lock for iMessage. That people will continue to buy Apple products just to get iMessage, and if they improve the Does standard anyone? text messaging... Have they not been watching I, marketing that uses iMessage unless you're one of those guys, right? It doesn't use anything else. Everyone else has kind of moved on. I think everyone's like this, like, oh, iMessage? Yeah, this is this, this is the blue box. That's the only thing they actually, yeah. I don't yeah. think anyone actually buys it because of any other reason other than that. Agree. Remember when the first iPhone came out and you couldn't even do picture messages? Like, it just wasn't yeah. even a thing? Yeah. No apps. No MMS. Yeah. MMS support came out. And look at it now. They're making full movies using the iPhone now. It's gotten so I, You good. know, I watched that whole commercial where they were talking about filming movies. Shot on the iPhone. Like, yeah. yeah, I was like, did they, I wonder if they recorded this commercial with an iPhone. Because I don't think they did. It's meta. Yeah. <laughs> they use the iPhone to, re- to record the iPhone commercial. I, I haven't tried the new ProRes video feature on my phone. I should, actually. That requires like high-speed external storage, but it's supposed to be so good. Like what four four K sixty frames per second or something. Anyways, should definitely be skeptical if you ever hear any product called a bridge, because a bridge by definition has to be an interpreter. They have to decrypt the encrypted communications. They have a copy. They can claim to delete it, but and as we've seen in this case, they log everything. And they didn't even log it very securely. Trust no one. Burn the world. Yeah true tno security that's when you go to like signal just like why not use signal then like signal whatsapp they're all proven to be end-to-end encrypted and it's cross-platform yeah you would think right i i like signal so until you realize the uh security summit keeps getting deleted so then you put a die <laughs> message <laughs> Yeah, our friend of the show, Victor, he's on Android, and we frequently communicate 
to him using signal and everything works fine there no bridge needed that's right talk about a crybaby that kid <laughs> love you victor glass is always half full <laughs> he's an all-around good guy he is he's good we love you we love you vic video all right for our last topic and this will be the last topic official topic for 2023 it'll be a rotating topic every week this week we're going to talk about all the drama going over uh, at OpenAI. For those of you that don't know, OpenAI is the parent company uh, that created ChatGPT, the explosive application, the fastest growing application that was released only a year ago. Can you believe ChatGPT has only been around a year and all the AI buzz that it's created, but there's going to be no shortage of stories. This story is changing by the day, and when we regroup in January, I'm sure things might have changed again. For a summary, this past Friday after market close, OpenAI said that they fired co-founder and CEO Sam Altman for ambiguous reasons, stating they said he was not being candid with the board. I don't even know what that means. There was an immediate backlash, and hundreds of OpenAI employees said they would resign unless the board reinstated Sam Altman and the board themselves resigned. The board had instant regret and tried to hire Sam back, but Sam said he would only come back if the board made some changes, including improved governance and possibly even forcing the board to resign themselves. And I believe OpenAI only has about 800 employees, and I think something like 600 or 700 employees signed this pledge to resign unless Sam Altman comes back. So if Sam Altman goes and these people make good on their threat to resign, there's no more open AI. That company won't exist anymore. On Sunday wouldn't night, a, Sam... Oh, I was going to say, it wouldn't be a bad thing, but that's all right. Another <laughs> one will pop up. It'll create itself. What are you talking about? It's self-sustaining at this point, right? He's become self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> it's got consciousness. On, Saturday, on Sunday nights, so just a few days later, Sam Altman and the board said they could not come to terms. So Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft, hired Sam to lead a team of advanced AI engineers. Most of OpenAI is likely to follow, making OpenAI an acquire-hire company for Microsoft. Didn't Microsoft, like, don't they own the source code? Like, don't they have, like, a controlling interest in, in OpenAI as it is already? They're 50% invested. So they invested $13 billion. They own 50% of the company. And now they're just going to acquire 100% of the company for basically nothing. They just have to hire the people. So I, I listened to Sam on Joe Rogan, and I, I, I I'm not gonna lie, I kind of went in with their, went, I went into that podcast thinking, this guy's gonna suck, and I, I left actually kind of liking him, like his perspectives on AI were kind of uh, in, enlightening. But he, you know, he's of the same mindset of like the the governance aspect of AI has got to be there. But unfortunately, you can govern open AI all you want, right? It's all the other ones that are popping up. They don't if they don't all con, uh, conform to that similar, you know, rules and regulations. Then you're just going to have a problem all over the board. It's like it will just be a game of whack a mole. That's that's the thing that there's been. I know there's an ex executive order last month about AI and regulations and how to control it. The problem is if if we pass too many regulations here in the U.S., just China and India are just going to go crazy. They're going to grow unrestrained. They're going to have harm they're going to abuse yeah. things that you know, they don't have the same guardrails that we have here so if you 
put too many regulations in place, you get regulatory capture and we won't have the innovation we need. But if you don't put enough regulations in, then you do get these things like abuse and trust and safety issues. So that's a pretty fine line. I, I think, well, I don't know. Number one, you're right. Like China would be like, suck my communist <laughs> Like we're not going <laughs> to. That's what they always do anyway. Yeah. yeah <laughs> don't I, regulate I don't... anything there. Yeah, I think. Yeah, China's going to be like, yeah, we're not going to do that. And then I also think the U.S. is going to be like, this is what we're going to say on paper, guys. But on the back end, we're going to abuse the shit out of this all day long. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, we, we control who uses it, but ultimately we'll be the naysayer. Yeah, that's the, what China but, does all the time. Like with the whole Paris Accords, like China China's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to cut down on carbon for sure. But our limits don't kick in until 2050. And until then, we're free to pollute. And oh, when 2049 comes around, we're going to say we're not ready yet. But everybody else has to conform to it and handicap themselves. Like that's just what China does all the time. There's a crazy statistic out there that China is building, I think it's like 600, either six or 600% more coal mines or coal plants than the rest of the world <laughs> like combined yeah, I mean, they're doing that, that. Makes sense and and people are like oh they're like oh they're not using it they're it's like backup in case you know you know the clean energy fails i'm like you guys are idiots that is not I'm like i got a bridge to sell you <laughs> yeah got some o- oceanfront property in arizona yeah well some of the early speculation of why open ai ousted sam was that OpenAI was growing too big too fast, but it still doesn't make sense why you would oust the co-founder and CEO. Like he was the visionary, he created the product. Why, why on earth would you get rid of him? But like, it was the chief scientist right? out... that caused that. Yeah, Ilya Sutskiver or something like that. Yeah, I think she was the CTO. Yeah, she was going to be the interim CEO, but they found somebody, somebody else. You think Ilya just? found sam like eating a sandwich in the lunchroom says that's it sam that's the last time you're gonna eat my sandwich (laughs) yes that's exactly what happened (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna oust you you're no longer gonna be chief executive officer i'm impressed go ahead the the real conspiracy tinfoil hat people said this was a plot orchestrated by microsoft to acquire open ai on 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 the cheap because if if Sam, I, I think, I forgot what the rules are. I think that, like if Sam resigned, his non-compete kicks in and he can't be hired by Microsoft. But if the board fires him, then all bets are off. There's no non-compete. He can go wherever he want. And he did because on Sunday, Microsoft hired him. And I do want to question everything that he went to go work for Microsoft. I don't, I don't get that. Billions of all. dollars. Like, his, like his, <laughs> yeah. His demeanor like, though. Like, he, yeah, he's fine. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, like how much money is enough, but I'll tell you what, man. OpenAI was running freaking lean at 800, 800 uh, employees. Like That's wild. Now, imagine you take OpenAI or at least that technology and then you pair it with a company like Microsoft or Bing. I'm not sorry, not Bing. Google, right? That has well, like it's one thing to have really cool tech, but it's another thing to have vast amounts of data like that. That's scary. And I don't think that OpenAI really had that. No. Not nearly to the capacity as Microsoft or Google or yeah. Facebook. Facebook, they say the other one. That's why Meta created Llama, Google created Bard, and then yeah. But combining the best of breed LLM with the best of breed data miners, that that would be a very very powerful combination. Chris, I think I wonder if you know about this. My son was telling me something about Reddit 
and I don't know if his privacy or community is going dark, but it, it was starting to uh, affect the way that Google like presents search results. So yeah. one thing I have noticed as of late is like if I do use Google, like Reddit's usually up there. Like if I like have a weird question, like why does my you know my Bronco have like these accessory my thigh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why do my balls get wet every time I take a? <laughs> anyways, <laughs> um, it's always like a it's always like a Reddit post that's there. I'm like, they apparently Reddit they, closed the APIs. Yeah, so Reddit oh. closed the APIs for third party companies, but it's still you're still available to crawl it. I think it was Twitter or X that limited that. That if you're not, I, I think the first thing they did was if you're not a logged in user, you could view like 2,000 tweets a day or something. And then they started saying, well, now you have to be logged in, and then we can keep track of how many tweets you read per day. And you have to be a paying customer, you have to use their API. So that I, I know Elon was tired of all the data costs from all the AI training people out there trying to get all that data for free did i sh- did i show you guys the the my so you know there's like google history or history.google.com right like you guys have seen that before right yeah so there's also myactivity.google.com and you can like there's even more stuff you can opt out and so i, I went through that and i was like boom took it all off if i open up youtube the app just doesn't even work anymore yeah it's just like <laughs> There's nothing to show you. <laughs> no recommendation. That happened to me yeah. as well. I was like, why am I watching the same videos over and over again? I was like, what happened? All right. Well, when we regroup back in January, we'll see if and if anything happened in the month of December with, with OpenAI and, and Microsoft. Well, we continue to get, get comments about our dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. This week, I'm up. Oh, it's better be good. I know, jeez. I went shopping for cherries and microphone stands. Cherries and microphone. Bada bing, bada boom. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Disappointed in you. What the heck is that? Uh, well, well, we'll come back with some Christmas-themed dad jokes. I had to pull this one on um, short, just... short notice so for our Christmas episode. Was it because we'll, I was supposed to be on the, the dad show duty? No, Chris no, I didn't was going want to... highbrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. I didn't want to pull that on you guys last minute. We did throw this relatively last minute, but uh, two bonus episodes coming out next month. Got we'll it. Try to get some Christmas we'll each do one. jokes. We'll each do one. Yeah. Cool. All right, drop things up. The U.S. is finally clamping down on sim swapping. Alpha V found a way to extort their victims. Found a new way, I should say. Only use iMessage if you're on an Apple device. And OpenAI is now part of Microsoft. That's all I have for this week. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Find us all on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at Hebcac Podcast. Thank you to all our listeners and subscribers who rate us five stars in the iTunes store and Spotify and left us a review. We appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show. The best way to find us is to search for the Pebcac Podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. My co-host Brian Deach and Glenn Medina. I'm Chris Louie. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next year. And as always, have a nice day. Bye, Felicia. Guys, I have some, some bad news. And uh, I'm taking 2024 off. <laughs> I will not be doing the podcast. So this is going to be you guys. And, uh, the like Chris and Glenn show. What? Chris and Glenn show. Yeah, I know. Sorry. You're lying, right? Psych! Use this as, a, uh, <laughs> as an intro. <laughs> 
I wouldn't do that to you guys. Damn. If anyone's gonna flake out first, it's gonna be you. And Glenn. Hey. Up my stick. <laughs>